Welcome back to another episode of the Bauer Hour. I'm here with our runaway bride. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But welcome to this show, Giovanna. Hi, thanks. Yeah, I was happy to be here. I was stoked that you're down to, you know, come on and share a little bit of your story on how you got to Maui. And the little bit I do know about your whole like almost getting married thing and then not, I was like, I kind of got to hear the full details on this. So I was stoked when you were so like down to do it like randomly as of course, that's how we are. Very spontaneous. Open book, baby. <laughs> Open book. Where where are you at right now? Are you? I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Where, okay. Time out. Where the fuck is Kenosha, Wisconsin at folks? I'll tell you, tell you. I'm from Michigan. I don't know where Kenosha, Wisconsin is. I could not tell you. Like I could not point it out on a map. Well, no shit. The name's Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, my sister moved here shortly after that huge shooting situation that happened in Kenosha. So that's like the only reason why I even wait had Kenosha like on my radar. Keno there's a shooting in Kenosha. Is it a small town? Yeah. Yeah. Or wait, is is this small. where I mean, the the George Floyd thing happened? I don't know if it was George Floyd, but I know it was very similar. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. So that happened, and then I don't know if my sister moved here right before that or right after it, but it was alarming. Yeah, you're like, what are <laughs> you doing going over actually, there? Yeah, it's a it's a really cute little town. I haven't, like, explored it very much. I was here um, a couple months ago for her baby shower, and now I'm here because now her daughter is three months old. Yeah, right on. That's always nice um, to get but, back to the fam. I'm sure it won't take you long oh to God. explore Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's probably one street, so it'll be great. Probably not. Yeah, I guess we're going, we're going to hit downtown Kenosha on Saturday. So I'm excited. You know, if you could see how excited I am to know what the hell Kenosha, Wisconsin downtown is, I would, that's insane. I'm from the same spot, like in Michigan, it's called Constantine, Michigan. Shout out to the village. Downtown is like these old buildings from like the 1800s and there's like one bar and you're like. I love that though. And, and I, I, I don't that. mind it. The, the bad thing is though, like none of my friends after like high school and stuff. None of us stayed really. I was there for a little bit. Actually, I lived in an apartment downtown and, uh, okay. cause I went to a junior college out there and then I, none of the boys, like we never had that time where we were like 21, 22 at the local bar. Thank God need that. we do need it. No, you need that. But it's like, we would have been we were just fine at someone's bonfire at their house at that time. We're like, okay, like who are we going to see here? It's going to be like, probably would have saw a couple of our parents, someone's some football fanatic high school fan that would have told us about <laughs> the good old days that we've been over a thousand times. So yeah, that's shout out Kenosha, Wisconsin and Constantine, Michigan, the small towns live on. And congratulations to you for leaving your hometown. Cause most people don't do that. Thank you. It was, uh, Leaving was kind of tough, you know, because it's like it. you have this. It's all you know. It's all you know. You have this big, like an identity there. You know everybody, which I like. And I mean, that's why I loved Maui. That's why I love Tahoe. Now I'm in Charlotte and it's different. I'm just another number. Yeah. Like, yeah, when I go to the gym and play ball, like I know all the guys there. But if I'm at the grocery store, I'm not running to anybody I know. I can't yeah, go to which is kind of nice it is until you don't have it I feel like I I, I kind of like yeah. you know having that like personal connection to random people of like going to a, a bar here in Charlotte and running into somebody that I know I'm stoked stoked yeah. I'm like I mean the grass is always greener on the other yes because right? I mean back there's times when we lived in Lahaina R.I.P. Great, great one of the greatest spots I've ever been in my life shout out to Maui okay. um Going there, you just roll into any restaurant bar at eight 
on a Friday and you're running into the homies like oh I mean you don't even you you know where someone is based on what time of day it is and what day of the week. yes and it's great you know I, mean? I kind of miss that waking yeah. up at like 7 30 to go to smokehouse and watch NFL with fucking Montana Haywood Bula taking fireball shots yeah. and then going to the beach at noon and being in sleep by four Gosh, yep. that's the shit I miss. Yeah. Like that, that stuff know, makes me want to move back so bad. I think about it all the time. Yeah. But like, that's also, I love that. And I'm, I mean, I, that's, that was my life. Um, but like you outgrow it. You can't do that forever. And, and people do do it forever. And then you look at them around you and you're like, oh, I don't want to be you. That's so, true. I'm so grateful. We did it. We had our fun. Like we were 20 year olds young 20 year olds running through Maui, like living our best fucking life. Like, Dude, that's no regrets. It's I have no so regrets. weird to think about how that was. I mean, I moved there in 2015. That was an, almost nine yeah. years ago. And I'm like, time is crazy to me. Like thinking back. We're fucking old. Bro. Dude, I'm 31. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> this is crazy to me. And you moved yeah. off Maui. So you were in, okay. Me and I, I'm going to say Joe, cause I call you Joe. Me and Joe met fucking 2016 probably let's just say that for the sake of the story 15 yeah out west side of maui small place got to know each other great times together um and then then she you were dating a guy i worked with you moved to washington i think i moved to washington very sporadically yeah sporadically is that the word yeah, yeah i don't know sporadic spont- spontaneously yeah. spontaneously yeah yeah but how did you end up in because Ma- obviously i have my story of how i got to maui but what made you leave home to go to maui so i was born in san francisco but my parents separated when i was young and my dad was from new jersey so when they separated officially we moved to new jersey that's two different um, worlds new jersey yeah 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 and you- yeah <laughs> Taylor Ham and fucking Taylor Ham and then Taylor. Taylor Ham bagels compared to salmon bagels on the West Coast. That's crazy to me. <laughs> okay, I don't even fuck with that. I would just go straight like burritos like, <laughs> in San Francisco. We're, gonna, we're not even going to try to. I'm not eating. I'm not eating bagels in San Francisco. That's fair. Sorry. That's fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we were in Jersey, and um, my uncle and aunt had a timeshare in Maui, and so they brought my sister and I out there one summer. I think I was a sophomore or junior. I, I had to have been a junior because then we went back home, and my sister was supposed to go to co- college in Florida, and she was like, absolutely not. She's like, I'm staying back a semester, and then I'm going to Hawaii. So then she ended up going to Oahu um, for school, and so I went to visit her once, and I was, like, already, like, depressed. I was, like, I'm moving to Maui, like, without, like, with, like, such conviction. And so when she was there, I mean, it was just me, my dad, and my sister. So when she moved to Hawaii, it was so easy to convince him to move to Hawaii because, like, obviously he wants to be, like, close to his two daughters. Right. So he was um, he was forced into early retirement because he was going deaf and he was a detective and you like need your hearing oh, to be a detective. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say he was forced out of retirement because his daughters wanted to move to Hawaii. I'm oh. like, yeah, what a family guy. <laughs> what a yeah, <laughs> no. So um, so yeah, so he had to retire and I was like, you don't want to retire in New Jersey, like that's just not. Not you don't want to be at the so- turnpike. Don't want to be on the shore. <laughs> So, um, so, I mean, I had been to Maui before, but we were looking at Kauai and, um, and just Maui. I was just, it was Maui was the one. And I'm so grateful because I've been to every island except for Molokai and um, Maui is the best. Ma- I mean, 
I love Hawaii. All of the islands are like so special and amazing, but Maui is the one. It, I mean, that's why I say Maui no Kauai. I mean, I don't need more people yeah. to move there um, at the moment, yeah. but Especially now. it is the most phenomenal place in the world. And if you are in your 20s, 30, I don't care how old you are. If you have a Anytime. any time to go to Maui and visit, live, just go. I know it's a far flight, but yeah. dude, it'll change your life. It is so funny because obviously, so I moved to Maui when I was 17 for my senior high school. So, and I was in a relationship for the first four years of it. Um, but then, you know, like I broke free and I was like 21 running around Maui. And like, you know, I did like the San Lorenzo modeling and like, oh, you have, I feel like these like passages of rights as like a female when you first moved to Maui. Um, can can you elaborate on I, those passages of rights? I mean, so for those of you that don't know Maui at all, it's, I mean, it's, it's slim pickings all around, yeah. right? So <laughs> yeah, if someone is. new moves to the island, it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's new, it's fresh meat. Yep, like, sharks in the water. So if you are, if you are semi-attractive, oh, that's another thing. If you're an attractive person, and we'll get into, like, the attractive scale, yeah. um, like, you can get away with murder. Like, you are, you have the attention of the entire island. You can get away with anything. You know what I mean? Like, you're just... Anything you want is at your fingertips. But the thing about Maui is, like, you could be a 10 in Maui, and anywhere else in the world, they're, like, a hard three. <laughs> so, like, the scale is really off that, because it's so limited. That's true. It is limited. But I also think if you are if you can, like, be a beautiful girl in Maui, I think you can be beautiful anywhere. Like, I get the, the scale thing. But also, I mean, no one's wearing clothes ever. In Maui. Yeah. So that kind of like throw, no one's in a puffer jacket in November. So, but also it's like there, like if you're, if you move there and you're there for over a year, it probably speaks a lot on your character too. So I think that adds to the whole scale thing. Like I do agree, like yeah. attractiveness. Oh, I'm, I'm talking strictly yeah, strict. Looks. Like I'm not talking like personality, yeah. like personality or, yeah. but after time, because that's another thing, like Maui, like, if you don't have the right vibe, Maui won't accept you. It's not even like the people. It's like the island will literally kick you Yeah, out. something will happen and so, you will have to move home. So come with respect. Yeah. Spoken yeah, from exactly. some true Hollies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which I was not liked when I first moved to Maui. Like being in high school there, I was, it was not oh, I'm sure. the most fun experience. So you moved to Maui <laughs> as a senior. That's kind of a big time in your life. Were you kind of missing like your friends your friend group like that whole experience of senior year with your homies because me personally come from a small school like my senior year was fuck I, I wouldn't trade it for almost anything yeah yeah honestly no that was the reason why I wanted to leave Maui was because I had a really toxic group of girlfriends you know like when when you're in high school girls are just super catty and awful um and it's I've always found myself in a group of three. And so when you have a group of three friends, it's like always two and then like one kind of just gets fucked. Yeah. And I was always the one just getting fucked. Like from from like when I can remember. Like I remember I wanted to go on spring break. Spring break was like the thing to do. Oh, right? of course. Like, and we were, I think we were freshmen. I don't even know if we were in high school yet. And I convinced my dad to take me and my two girlfriends. Like he paid for everything to like, not really? South Carolina, but like someplace. Yeah. Myrtle like Beach. Like a whole beach spring break thing. It might have. I don't remember. I mean, kid, I people remember. from Jersey going to go to the Dirty Myrtle. That's for sure. Yeah. Nah. Um, surprised we didn't go to Florida. 
Um, That's what you do so, if you're from Michigan, you go to Florida. Different yeah, state. I mean, Jersey too. But so, yeah, so we like have this trip. It's like super fun. And then we get back home and these two girls will not speak to me. They just fucking ghost me. Like I see them in school. They're not speaking to me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Mind you, this is like literally eighth grade, seventh grade. And, and then I find out like, there's like the rumor mill that they were telling people that I was trying to buy their friendship. So they weren't talking to me anymore. Oh, wow. So they took this whole vacation with me and like all that. And then they, when they got home, they like came together and were like, oh yeah, she's totally trying to buy her friendship. Like let's not be friends with her. That's kind of crazy because I'm... Fuck you, Kim and Kelly. Fuck you. Uh, it, well, it was never Kim and Kelly. It was never Kim, KK. It was never. And also, like, at 7th, 8th grade, like, how are your parents instilling values in you that you think someone is even able to buy your friendship? Like, I don't know what kind of school exactly. you went to, but buying your friendship at my school is maybe giving them a fucking zebra cake at lunch. Yeah, like, exactly. Shout out zebra cakes. Those fucking fucking yeah, I'm not taking my friends to Myrtle Beach or South Carolina, wherever it is, to yeah. buy their friendship, especially girls named Kim and Kelly. <laughs> Fuck. It's like taking <laughs> Chad and Brad down there or Jake and Zach. Their middle names are Marie. So, oh, that well, that, that written, that, <laughs> that's tracking for the kid. That's tracking. Actually, I lied. Kim's middle name is not Marie Kelly. Okay. Sorry. Quick fact. I'm getting trust. way off. That's it. Yeah, we're getting off on a <laughs> terrible tangent. Well, tell it, tell it, yeah. So, w- so when you – okay, so you go to Maui senior year, tough. And, I mean, as a new person on the island, whenever age you go there, it's going to be tough at first until you prove yourself. Yeah. What – was it just your want to go to Maui? Was it the toxic relationship? Like what was like that? Because going there is – something's going on in your life where you're looking for something to really move to oh, Hawaii. Yeah. I just – I wanted to escape. Like Jersey is not an ideal place to live like I my my whole dad's side is there and that's like why I love going there because I love my Italian side mm-hmm. they're just fun and loud and got pasta like the wine people cheeses oh all the food hell yeah, yeah. um but uh, I just wanted out and I just knew that there was like something more and so I when I moved to Maui like it was really hard at first but it was like I was like painfully shy and like and it just like I mean, I mean, you met me like things change. As soon as I moved there, things yeah, change. As soon as I moved there, like I was in such an uncomfortable position where I like had to grow up, and um, and I just, I mean, I couldn't have like picked a better place. I feel like, like there's there's no place like Maui, like that sense of like community, and it's just it's why you can't even describe unless you've lived it. You can't describe it. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know that, yeah. and. Some people like think it's just like this like paradise on island, and people are working there and living in. Their lifestyle, the lifestyle balance in Maui is why people live there in the sense of community. It's insane. The roots that are there, people like generations, like my friends, Rachel Ricard, TJ Ricard, their family lived in one street that ended in a roundabout and there was five houses on the street that were all their families. I'm like, I'm walking over to my grandma's. It's across the street. My uncle's down the street. I'm like, that's... I, I love that. And I wish that could happen yeah. for me. Or And if it's not like that, it's like they're all in one house. There's multiple generations in one home. Mm-hmm. Like there's one house and there's 16 cars outside because that whole fucking lineage is in that house. Yeah. And, and, and like great, great, great grandma to like the newest newborn. Right. And the bad thing yeah. is like they choose to live with that like that, but they also have to live like that there too. It's it's definitely like I think that's like a like an Asian Filipino thing where you you live like you always have the grandparents there or the grandchildren. But yeah, it is absolutely astronomically expensive. Where 
you don't really have an option. Right. Did, so you graduate, you stay in Lahaina. So not in Lahaina, but you've been on Maui for a while. What was it like? So 20s, when, you moved back to Washington in like, what were you, 27? 2018. I was, yeah. Oh, 20, shit. No, I was 24, right? I, I don't know. I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm 30 now. And I moved away in 2018. Yeah, so that'd be 24. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that's so. I didn't realize that. That's a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I left Maui. I, I kind of like realized I was. So you get stuck in like this rate, like rat race, and it's not like a corporate rat race. It's basically like I'm just partying my ass off. There's no sense of reality. There's no responsibility. Like you clock in for work and you clock out and then you're just looking for ways to spend your money basically. Yeah. And it's going to be at a bar. Yeah. So I got to the point where I wasn't going to the beach anymore. I wasn't enjoying, I wasn't living in Maui. I was, I didn't see daylight cause I was just drinking my ass off at, at Spanky's. So. Oh, okay. So you were just like existing at, at one time. You were like, going. Yeah, were, were you like going through something personally at that time or did you just get caught in a nasty cycle i was already caught up in it i have a very addictive personality i was in an abusive relationship where i wasn't allowed to go out and drink and have fun and then i left him and you know like started going out and partying and yeah everything was like at my disposal and it was just so much fun like you couldn't stop like it was just and I mean, especially when you're that young, like you don't get hung over. Oh yeah. You don't have anxiety. You don't have any You're not of thinking that. about so anything like, but tonight. Fucking go. Yeah. My sister actually unfollowed me on Snapchat because I was making out with too many of my girlfriends. No way. <laughs> See, this, this is what happens that. when you get a, in a toxic controlling relationship and then you get sent out to the real world. You just go crazy. Oh, fucking batshit. Um, and so, oh, now I lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, so I like, so yeah, so I just was, I, I knew I needed more. I needed to figure out like income long-term and just to get my head on straight. Right. And so I just had to freak out and I called my mom who was living in Washington at the time, Washington state. Yep. And, and she's my Korean side. She's, you know, so she's like very by the books. Oh, what yeah. are you doing with your life? And so she knew I was just fucking off in Maui. And so when I was like, hey, I'm like thinking about coming to explore Washington, like Seattle area. What do you think? She was like, yes, come. So she was like, I've been waiting for this call. Me. Yeah. So she, yeah, she opened up her home to me and I lived with her. Oh my God, for a very short time. So I have not lived with my mom since I was a toddler. Um, so I have no memory of my mom as a child. So then to move in with my mom and my stepdad at 24 years old. After being, was just <laughs> doing whatever you want is a lot. Anything I wanted. Yeah. Um, and so I was there, I moved there probably like the beginning of January and by the end of February, I booked a flight back to Maui. Really? <laughs> so I, um, I was supposed to just go back for my best friend's birthday, which is like March 24th. Sorry, Kaylee's, I think. Is it, is it Kaylee? Kaylee's. Kaylee's, yeah. 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 Um, but I was like so lonely. So I, um, I had a friend come visit me for the first like two or three weeks in Washington. I won't say names. And he left and I was like very, very sad. And so sad that he I left like, or sad I'm, that he came? He was, no, he was, it was like a familiar face and then his presence was gone. So then I was just lonely. Okay. Right? 
so he was gone and and I was like talking to everyone back home I didn't make friends my mom lived 45 minutes north of Seattle um and so I didn't have a car really I didn't have anywhere to like go she lives in like a very suburban area where where um, in Seattle she lives in oh fuck what is it called um, I love Seattle I have a great group of friends in Seattle that are I love ride or dies well dude. now I love Seattle yeah um, babe or babe tell me like, where does mom live Bothell. 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 Yeah, I know where Bothell is. Yeah. 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 So I moved there and it's like, I was like freaking out. Obviously, Maui is so tiny. Bothell, like, is. My aunt lives in Bothell. Spread out. Really? It's a cool, it's a really, I mean, it's right next to Kirkland, I think. Kirkland and Bothell. Yeah. No. Are you sure? No. No, no, no. no. Yeah, no. Okay. No. um, Bothell's up. Kirkland and Bellevue are like. I'm thinking of Bellevue. East or what? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um anyway, yeah, Bellevue is wonderful, super fucking ritzy. Very ritzy. Um but um yeah, so I was just kind of like whatever. I just was not stoked to be Yeah. there. And it was the it was fucking January. Yeah, it's also. gray and <laughs> Seattle winters are not the light of your day, that's for sure. It's not like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. So you move back to Maui, meet this guy. Are you you met the guy? I think I think before so, before we get into so, Go ahead. No, so yeah, so this is this is going into this is the runaway bride story. Oh, good. Basically. Oh, here we go. So we're we're rolling right into. Okay. It. So, um, are you still doing? You're not. You're. Are you drinking an alcoholic? Beverage? I am drinking an alcoholic beverage. I will tell you one okay. thing. I was like, real quick before you go into the runaway bride thing, I'm drinking a little Cabernet here. Last Ooh. Friday. Same. I'm with my boy Jonesy. I'm gonna be me and him are going to be roommates here soon. A shout out to him Ooh, nice. and Cody. Our other buddy Grant, we all went to high school in the same area. Jonesy's okay. uh house sitting at his aunt's out on Lake Norman, which is this huge lake out here. And typically if you have a house on the lake here, it's like, okay, like what do you guys do? Yeah. So we go out there and we me, we didn't even leave the basement. I'm drinking whiskey on the rocks. And I am Hammered. hammered three of them we're playing golden tee golf we're playing shuffleboard pool there's a theater room next to me i'm like where else do i gotta be you know <laughs> next day worst this is my first drink since last friday and it's just a cabernet which i'm okay with i i don't think the drinking's not for me after dry january three drinks and i was Dude, hammered i drove home I the next day like bad. i might be yeah, I I'm not. I've gotten to the point where like I'm so fucking miserable when I'm hungover. It's like I never thought I could be that person like that. Maybe like would just like go long periods of time without drinking. And I'm like, I think I'm there because being hungover when you have children around you mm. is. I can't even think of a worse hell. I cannot think of a worse. Yeah, hell. I can't. A worser, worse hell. I I can't either. Yeah. But let's we're gonna dive into that yeah. too. But let's get so right, runaway yeah. bride. You meet this guy in Washington. He comes out to Maui. So, no, no, no. So backtrack. So I um, moved to Washington. Moved to Washington. I had been on Maui for eight years at that point. And, um, you know, Maui, you have the same type of guy, right? You have little Filipino boys, <laughs> bigger Filipino boys, and then, like, white surfers. <laughs> Jesus, they're really throwing us and, all in the categories. You forgot Tongan, Samoan. <laughs> Local okay, sorry, people that I 
I mean, that's the Filipinos. <laughs> yeah. I guess those are the guys you dated were the white guys, the big, bigger Filipino guys, the smaller Filipino guys. Yeah. So, so I moved to Washington and I, I never fucked with dating apps on Maui. I would never, I think I went to Oahu a couple of times and I like downloaded Tinder and there it's awful because it's just military fucking brass. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, how's it going? Do you want to get married this weekend? Like, so like, that was like my experience with Tinder. Cut to the chase. Like, Absolutely Cut not. to the chase yeah. here. Yeah. Exactly. So then I moved to Washington and I downloaded Tinder and it is like the heavens had opened up. <laughs> Saw the gates and everything. <laughs> oh my God. Literally like it was just like all of these like gorgeous, tall, like successful men. Like I, I was just like blown away. It's and a so whole new world. I was in Bothell and I'm like at my mom's house and and I'm just like fucking swiping like you have no fucking idea. You got that unlimited package. I am lining up dates. Like I'm doing like three dates a day. Like I'm like, let's do a brunch date. Let's do a happy hour. And then I want dinner. I I love that you're taking the initiative too, because we need a girl to take the initiative to like, let's just go out. Let's get the small talk. I don't really care how your week's been. Let's just see if we can hang out together. Oh, I don't know like what it is. Like I have, Uh Oh, what's up? Uh Oh, got a little. Hey, Jared, I'm going to have, Jared, I'm on a podcast right now with our runaway bride. Oh, runaway bride? <laughs> yeah, runaway bride. No shit. Is she open <laughs> to answering a question real quick? What do you want to ask her? Um, I think I'm most intrigued about the timing after, like how long it took her to go back into the water and start, you know, getting piped down again. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Friday, shout out! I love this guy. Jared, love this guy. This, this, this is within twenty four hours, or was it a month, a week? Um, it was. It would have been way sooner. Hold on, Jared. Hold on, Jared. I'm gonna have to relay the information here because I'm gonna have to relay the information. Okay. Well, so be respectful about it. I have, now, and now I'm freaking out a little about my answer. Um, <laughs> I think it would have been sooner, but I, um, I was no, it was pretty fucking fast. Was it? I was. I was, as as a female, as a female, when you make an executive decision like that to leave someone, you've already like mentally you're fucking out, right? So like by the time he knew that it was over, I was already. Fu- I have. Gr- I, I grieved it. I have moved past it. I was good. So it was not very long after. That is awesome. Now you're like, I'm done. <laughs> just fucking, I'll make sure to relay that oh, to, back to Jared. That was awesome. Good timing from the kid, huh? That was so good. <laughs> that was a great time. And shout out Jared Friday. We're going to start doing Fun Factory Fridays together, me and that guy. I love it. That is awesome. So that's a good question. So you just got right back into the waters. Yeah, I was, I was sad. I was sad for a couple days, but then... Did you hear that? Oh, this, I mean, Did you hear that? I'm about to dive in. <laughs> That's how you were after that breakup. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I've never been the type of person to be like, oh, like, that was it. That that was like my one true love. There's no one else. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm like, every relationship I've like gotten myself out of, the next relationship, 
even though it didn't work out, was like substantially better. And I learned so much. You know what I mean? That's good. That like you I'll take never take steps back. Yeah. You learn something from yeah, each thing. You, you have to learn. You have to. I think it's because I've watched so many of my girlfriends not learn. But I'm like, I can't be you. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You've seen this record. So. You're good. Yeah. 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 So when this so, guy gets gets you, you're swiping on the tenders. You're on the Twinders, unlimited yes. likes. Pop, 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 going on. Oh, I didn't pay for it. But yeah, yeah, you're going. Well, so, you probably don't. You don't have to as a girl. You have a flood of guys in your fucking inbox. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, so I am going on dates all the time, and I'm having a blast. Um, some duds. There were definitely some dates where I'm like, I, I might die. Like this might be the end of me. Um, but nonetheless, like no regrets. I love all the stories. Um, but then I meet this guy and we are just chatting. And at this point I'm, I'm, I remember specifically the conversation because he's like, oh my God, like you're a Yankee fan. Like we got to hang out. Like, even if like, it's like not like, if it's not going to work out or whatever, like we have to be friends. Like we just have to kick it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so he was like trying to like plan something. And I was at the bar where like my girlfriend was bartending. This is like my one friend I made in Washington. And, um, and so I'm sitting at her bar and I'm getting drunk and I'm like, I'm, I'm going back to Maui. Like, this is like the end of February. I'm like, I'm going back for my girlfriend's birthday. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back for two months and then I'll come back to Washington. So I told him, I'm like, Hey, like just booked a flight back to Maui. But like, when I get back, we'll for sure meet up. I'll be gone for two months. Like, like yeah, as soon as I get back, I'll hit just you stop up. your life. I'll be back. Don't worry about it. Get off Tinder. Delete I mean, that. don't stop your life, but like, I'll hit you up. <laughs> Oh, I was not in a position to be like, oh, we're like, yeah, no, I was, I was fucking around with people. Like it was, I mean, it was. You're, you're young. You're 24 I, years old. You're chilling. Yeah. And I also like, I feel like I have like known from a very young age, like that, like men have like the upper hand in like the dating game and like they can get away with so much that I was just like, I was, I was raised by a single father and a single father that did not give a single fuck. So like he would like go on dates and be like, I have like a really simple life. I've got my two daughters. They're the most important thing to me. I don't like drama. So if you were going to come into my life with drama, like I just don't want it. Like I'd rather just not do it. And so that was kind of my whole mindset always. Well, that's good. We love that. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so I go to Maui and I'm there and I do the thing and then I end up getting a job and like staying with my friends and I got back with my ex-boyfriend for a couple weeks and it was just kind of a shit show. Um, and then it was probably like six, six and a half months in. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here again? Like, like, oh I, shit, I'm I still here. I'm like, back. Fuck. But then, you know, it's like, it's like going to college and coming back home and you like being like the big guy in campus. Again, yeah. Right? Everyone's stoked so, at your so back. So that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so I stayed for way longer than I should have. And then I was like, okay, time to go. So I booked a flight back to Seattle. And I'm not even fucking joking. Like within the day or two that I booked the flight, this guy hit me back up and he was like, Hey, I'm going to be on Oahu for a wedding. You should fly over and be my date. And love a good me, plus like, one. Love a good plus one. And sent me the info. And I was like, bro, I'm flying out. I'm flying to Washington that day. <laughs> like, or I was flying to Portland. Oh, that's another thing we have to get into. Shit. Um, fuck. I don't even know how to, there's so many moving. Okay. So, so so you and this guy basically get back together when you go to Washington. Is that where I'm getting at? You and this guy meet back up? No, 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 no. I hadn't, I hadn't even met him at this point. Oh. So, so this is just like, so he's like, he's like, come to Oahu. I'm like, I'm not going to be there. I'm flying to Hawaii. 
or I'm flying, I'm flying to Washington. He's flying to Hawaii. So we're going to like pass each other in the air. So he's like, fuck. Okay. And so I'm in Washington. He's like, how long are you going to be there for him? I was like, I don't know, like not very long, whatever. And so he's like, okay, well I have, um, I have tickets to the Seahawks game. They're really good seats. If you want to go, there's two tickets. Just don't bring anyone better looking than me. <laughs> and so Mind you, at the time, I had flown into Washington. So you – wait. You never met this guy and he's giving you a Seattle Seahawks Never, thing? never, never met him. Okay. I'm going to say that's but a red so, flag. So, I mean, is it though? I'm like – I mean, for, as, as another guy, I'm like, what? Dude, you haven't even met this chick. So, so one thing that I didn't mention is when I flew back into Washington, I didn't want my mom to pick me up. I didn't want her to know I was coming back yet. So I hit up some Tinder flings. From when I lived there. Who's picking me up? <laughs> and this guy, this guy, Jesse. Picked me up. <laughs> so I was with him, partying with him and his friends all night at his apartment. When my, oh, when this guy texted me about the tickets. And um, and so I like look at Jesse and I was like, do you want to go to Seahawks game? And he was like 32 at the time. And he was like, no, I'm like, I fucking partied all night. Like I'm done. He was like a grandfather. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous man. Um, so I was like, I was like, who the fuck? I was like, I don't know who to bring. So what do I do? I like go through like my old Tinder mm. and I just start hitting up all these guys that I had never met up with. I was like, Seahawks tickets, let's go. So one guy bit. You are a savage. I, you are a savage for that. And I, so I left Jesse's house. I got a hotel room right outside of the stadium, got this fucking dope ass suite. They like upgraded me. They're like, oh my God. They're like, we're not, I don't, I don't know how it happened. I, I have actually this really epic picture. I wish I wasn't on my phone right now. Cause I would show you the picture. I, I posted on my Instagram. It's like me, like topless in like a bathroom in downtown Seattle. And I have like a very like risque X over my nipple. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> but so, um, so we go to the Seahawks game and I guess there were four tickets initially and I got two of them and he sold the other two tickets to some other friends. And he was like, Hey, if they ask you how much those tickets cost, like tell them this much. Cause he didn't charge me for them. Right. He charged them a lot. And so, um, I bring this date and we meet up first time like meeting each other. And I was like, so excited to meet him because he like, was like, it's like gorgeous, like mixed race with like light eyes. And then, oh no, this is a different guy. I'm so sorry. Never mind. Anyway, he's kind of a dud. He shows up and he's like kind of a dud. He just wasn't doing it for me. But then the two friends that my ex had like, bought, like sold the tickets to were really, really fun. So like in the middle of the game, like I see them like doing little fun things and I'm like, oh, like what's up? So we would like go do some bathroom runs together. Yeah. Like just like got fucked up. So fucked up to the point where they came back to my hotel room. So I had these three guys, my date plus the two friends back in my room and we're just like partying for hours. But the catch with the Seahawks tickets was that this guy that gave them to me, um, he had rerouted his trip. So he was supposed to fly from Hawaii to Florida for work. Yeah. But since I was in Washington and since I was in Seattle, he told his company that he had to come back to Seattle before he went back, before he went on his work trip. But what he was really doing was just having like a 10 hour layover so that we could go on a date. Really? So he gets in, I'm at the Seahawks game, I'm partying, I'm fucked up. And then we have a date like when he gets in and he wasn't flying in until like 8 p.m. So he wasn't going to get to Seattle till like 9, 30, 10, right? 
So I've been partying all fucking day. I literally have an old Snapchat to Kylisa of me in my hotel room. And I'm just like, bro, I have a fucking date to go on. I was like, I don't want to do this. I just want to go to bed. Like, this is so fucking miserable. Oh, my God. But I, so, and I even tried to text this guy. I tried to text him and be like, hey, like, I know you probably had a really long day. I totally understand if you want to cancel. And his response was like, are you seriously trying to get out of this? And this is the guy that, so I was like, this is the guy right. gave the tickets. So this is like the start of it. So how, yeah. how do we get, you guys obviously go through it all, blah, blah, blah. Think you're in love. How do we get, I mean, let's just say that. For the sake of this story, yeah. maybe not think you're in love, but he proposes. So that's the thing is we went home. I brought him home to New Jersey um, to meet my family for the first time, meet my dad, everyone, like everyone. And um, it's Christmas Eve, Eve, so it's the 23rd. We get in super late and um, we're at the house. My cousin had just built this gorgeous fucking house on the property that I had first moved to New Jersey, like it was so it was like significant for sure um but it was like just weird like i got to the house and there was like this spread of food and i was like damn like they're really like doing it up come to find out he had like planned this whole thing so he proposes to me in front of my entire first family, time meeting first them? night of our vacation first time meeting them first time like the first night of our vacation like in front of them and i was just like so blown away because he I mean, we got on in the beginning because he was like, I don't want to get married and I don't want kids. And I was like, cool. Like, I'm let's not hang out. Trying to do that yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm not in the position. I literally, whatever. So if you want to backtrack a little bit, the reason why I left Maui, like the second time around was I needed an out. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I had a friend from London who needed a green card. So I hit him up when, when I was like, okay, enough is enough. I was like, Hey, do you still need a wife? And Am I hearing this like, right yes, now? I do. Yeah. Oh God, this so, is news to me, folks. Here we are. Let's go. So buckle up. Um. So that's why I left Maui. So my first date with this guy, I was like, I'm going to be totally honest. Um, I'm here because I'm getting married, and I told him the whole spiel and told him everything, and he was fine with it. So I was like, cool, awesome. So that was kind of like the precedence, like or like it set the precedence of like our relationship was kind of just like we're going with like the flow. Casual. It's casual. Like if he's okay with you getting married to a guy, like for like and it's obviously not. Serious. Yeah, it's not serious. Right. But he, like, he, why would you? Right, he gets it. Yeah. But I also have yeah. to ask you: Are you colorblind here? Because the guy's just giving off red flags after red flags. You like you can't really say yeah. no. You really can't say no to the proposal in front of your family on the first time of vacation i get that no that i couldn't do but yes there there were definitely red flags that i should have like been but i was like i was in i was in such a vulnerable state i think yeah um and i just i was just i was running i was yeah. i was running away and like a track star like, and he was just he was about it like he was really into me and i was like i love this attention yes that's fair. And it was fun. We had so much fun in the beginning. You know what I mean? Because it's so light and it's so casual. And I was like exploring new places and he was like such a good tour guide. Um, I think that you just, yeah, you just like, you're in the honeymoon phase. Like, and it, but it's so crazy because I, yeah, I just didn't even, like, I knew I wasn't into it for like. So you say yes. It, so like you say yes. And then you do the vacation, you come home. And then how does that like. 
were, like when were you like okay we are we can't go through with this and like when when was that moment there were a couple of things there were things in our relationship before that just things that he did that like did not sit right with me um things involving other women things involving his ex from college like just like scandalous things like that made me really insecure mm -hmm. that like like then essentially like then i'm the crazy one you know what right. i mean which it never really got out of hand um but so so we get engaged we go back home and COVID happens right or no was this prior this was COVID had already happened but so we were like in the thick of it in COVID in seattle and we were like just done so we were like exploring new options and there was an opportunity to move for his job and it was either florida or texas and i was like well i'm from the east coast so i'm not moving to florida but I would love to move to Texas. Like I'm down to move to Texas. And mind you, I just got my real estate license in Washington. And I was just getting my like footing and like selling houses and doing all of that stuff. And I got into real estate because that's what he wanted me to do. I wanted to go to cosmetology school, but he like had this vision of being like a power couple and he was in the real estate work for Zillow. Which I, which I love. I stuff. love that idea. But no, if you're not into I that. I absolutely cool. love it. And I think there's a way to like properly like encourage, but he was like grooming me to be like what he needed in a partner. He wasn't like supportive of me or listening to like what I wanted and needed. So I got into real estate for him, um, got my license, all of that stuff. And then we decided to move to Texas. In Texas, there's no license reciprocity. So you have to go fully back to school and do all that, like all of that again. Oh no. So we moved to, te we moved to Texas. And then I have to go to real estate school again. He starts working right away, but then I'm not working. So I'm not making any money. I stopped working obviously in Washington. I made a little bit of money, but you know, real estate, it's hard. Yep. Um, and so, so I was dependent on him and he knew this, like, he was like, I know what it takes to be your successful real estate agent. And that's why I want you to get into it because I have the capital to do it and support you and like make the investments and all this stuff. So he made me very dependent on him, very dependent. So when we moved to Texas, um, I have to start all over again. And it's my, I mean, it's probably my fault. I should have got a job like serving and stuff. But he was like, I want you to focus on real estate. And and when you're telling someone one thing, but then you're also like holding above their heads, it's like very, it's very traumatizing on the person. Mm. Like you just feel like. You kind of owe them like, stuff too. You're, you're paralyzed. You don't feel like you have your own rights, essentially. Um, and so that's how it was. And he like held it above me and we got into all of our fights. All of our fights were either about him disrespecting me or um or finances or which that was it which is usually a lot of the fights yeah. and it, it's like if you move to texas you make which a big common. yeah but you make a big move you're like hey you're i'm making this move for you you need to understand all, this is your this is your ideal life and i'm just here for the right along so don't bullshit me and make me feel, don't gaslight me and make me feel a certain way Exactly. And so when we when we decided to move to Texas, we could choose from Austin or, or choose between Austin or Dallas. And we both wanted Austin at first, but then somehow we ended up in Dallas. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're in Dallas. I find this amazing brokerage that his boss had like initiated. Um, I was just getting like in through training and like all this stuff. And I was at the office and I went to the bathroom and he called me and he's like, I have some fucking crazy news. He's like, we have to move to Austin by the end of next month. So then I had to start all fucking over because you have to move to a different fucking city. Like you, you can't just take your fucking clients with right. you and be like, Hey, I know you were looking in Dallas, but Austin's really cool. Yeah. Like, so he's like um, uprooting your life a couple times at this point. Again, again. So then I have to start 
from scratch again. And he has such an influence on my life at this point where like, I'm not even picking like what brokerage I want to work at or who I want to be with. And, and he's making all the wrong decisions for me essentially, mm-hmm. um, which, which he knows and he admitted to and whatever. Um, but so how do you, how do you, how, how do you get out of it? Like, where's like, cause it's obviously adding up to you oh, leaving. So like, when so was the breaking this is, point? This is it's right here. So, um, it's the next year it's Thanksgiving and I get a call from my aunt and she's just like, Hey, your dad is not doing good. My dad was living in Italy for three months, but he doesn't tell me anything. Like if he's sick or anything, he was diagnosed with cancer way back in the day. And so I should have known that like a relapse was going to happen, but he comes back from Italy and he's in New Jersey. And my aunt's like, you have to come. This is the end. And, and my, my ex at the time, he was in, somewhere on a work trip. So he was like, take the dog, go to New Jersey. I'll meet you there. So we go to New Jersey and, um, my dad's in the hospital and he's, I mean, the doctors told him, they're like, you have two months to live. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm here. Um, so we, my cousin had just built a house. We take him home to hospice care. My, my ex comes and he's staying with us. And I, I mean, we think, you know, we think we've got a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So we bring him home and um, we have one night with him and he's like talking and like sharing stories and he's him. And then literally the next morning he can't speak. He can't do anything. Like he's gone. No. Um, and, and my ex didn't have a good relationship with his parents, especially his dad. Um, so I like, I had like a little bit of, you know, like, like leeway. I'm like, okay, I give you the benefit of the doubt. Like you don't get it. But he knew that my dad was my whole life. Like he knew that was my everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and through that whole experience of him like dying in front of our eyes, like this man was disgusting. He was so selfish. He was putting me down for coping the way I was coping and I wasn't giving him enough attention and I wasn't catering to him. And I'm like, like what the fuck? And my, my whole family's around seeing this. Like we, my dad was um, a detective and prosecutor and all this stuff. So he was in like the County. And so we had his, his colleagues had organized this, amazing like salute drive-by which we thought my dad would be like like around for healthy enough to go through it he ended up passing away that fucking day but so we had hundreds of people and thousands like hundreds of cars like doing this amazing salute for my dad and my ex did not even get out of the fucking basement to like see the day or anything wow he just was not there he was not there at all it was a piece of shit and then yeah and then my dad died that night and, and he was downstairs sleeping, which I understand he had to work in the morning. So my cousin went downstairs and was like, Hey, it happened. Like you should come upstairs. And he comes upstairs and he like comes to hug me. He's like, are you okay? Probably the last thing you say and to somebody. Like, I just like, like, like the emotional intelligence on this man like does not exist. And that's when I was like, yeah, like, like we're done with this. What's, what's even crazier is like that didn't, I was like so like heartbroken. It was awful, but it wasn't even like, I think I was just like in such days that I, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to leave him. Right. So it wasn't until we got back to Austin. Um, and oh my God, so much crazy shit had happened. I, I went to Mexico, um, with one of his colleagues and his friends. Um, he was like, you just need to get out of town. Like, just go. It was I just got back from my dad's funeral and everything. He's like, go to Mexico. So I go with this girl and her friends and I'm pretty much molested there by her friend one night. And so I tell them this and then this whole a girl, comes was it a girl? Ass. No, no, it was a man that molested me. 
Um, and Holy it comes shit. to light. I tell everyone, I tell everyone he's engaged. I'm engaged. It's fucking insane. Apparently there's this, we get back to Austin. There's this fucking Facebook group in Austin. Like, like watch out for these men. And they post a picture of him and the girl as fiance. And so it's blowing up. So he's like freaking out at everyone. Um, it just, and, and the, like the lack of support, the lack of support that I got from my ex during this time, especially. Yeah. Like, he's definitely like, not a supportive guy at this point. Just crazy. So then it wasn't until my half sister called me one day and my, and my ex was at the house. Like we were at the apartment together and she was just like, how are you doing? Like, how's miles? I was trying not to say his name, but it's out. It's out there. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. Um, and she's like, how's miles through this? Like, is he supporting you? And, and I don't, I don't even really remember that conversation, but I ended up when I actually left him, I ended up moving in with her. And she, so we were talking about it and she was like, you know, like it was through like your lack of words that I knew you were not in a safe space. Yeah. And that's when she offered to me, she was like, she said on the phone, she's like, you don't have to say anything right now, but she was like, it's not too late. Like, you don't have to marry this man. That's heavy. And it, and it didn't even occur to me that I didn't have to marry him until she said, you thought words. it was done. You know what already. I mean? I was like, I'm too far into this. I'm way too far into this. You know what I mean? Like. We had the fucking venue. We put down the deposit. People were buying the fucking hotel rooms and buying their flights. And I was just like, I can't get out of this. Um, but so then uh, his birthday is in January. And so I was back from Mexico and I was like trying to, he was upset that I wasn't doing anything for his birthday. So I like reached out to some friends and the girl actually that I went to Mexico with, I reached out to her and she's like, let's go to the gun range. She like planned this whole thing. So I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, and I gave her full credit for it, but then he was pissed at me that I didn't do it. Right? Uh, this guy, this guy sounds like a, I'm happy that you didn't make, go it's, through this. It's, it's so crazy. It's insane. It's so crazy. Like what like, you're saying to me right like, now. And the fact that I was like so blind. Yeah. You were, you it's had so blinders blind. on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so whatever. So the birthday thing happens and then I don't know like what had happened, but he was going to Florida for a work trip and it was early in the morning. It was super early and I was driving into the airport and, um, we just got in a huge fight, like the biggest fight we'd ever gotten into. And he basically like, was like, I'm not going to fucking support you financially while you mourn the death of your father. He's like, you need to get back to work, which mind you, I didn't stop going to showings. I didn't like, once we got back to Texas, I was, I went right back into fucking showings and all of that. Right. But he was like, I'm, I'm not going to support you financially anymore until you can get your shit together. Like, like, I'm not going to like, like just let you like mourn your dad and not live your life. And I was like, so like when I tell you like we were I I have like I was shaking like I've never like been before and so he gets out of the car because he has to get out of his flight and I just sat in the car and before I even like left the airport I had called and texted or I group chatted I think I just went through like my family and I was like don't book any accommodations for the wedding like and I knew that I had to say something to them. Otherwise, I would change my mind. Right. Like I you had, had to, to set it in, it in stone that you're going real. Yeah. Um, and so, and and my family, like, no questions asked. They were like, "We're here. I get it. Like, won't do anything, but like, please let me know what you can do. Like, what we can do." Yeah, that's huge that, that you had it. that like, so, too. That support system is huge. We make a big decision because a lot of people fall into that category of making just say a move a relationship anything they feel like they're so far into it like they're just worried about how it's gonna There's look no they're how they're gonna look to the outside world if they don't do this like 
wedding, yeah. moving back home, anything. It's like, oh, you did it. You didn't succeed. But it's like, that's not the issue here. Like, this is the rest of my life I'm talking about. No, exactly. Exactly. And the crazy thing is like, then my cousin opened up. Hey, Marcus. My cousin opened up and he was like, he was engaged to be married. And um, like, they had like already had like the fucking shower, like all that stuff. And when he called off his his ex-fiance's dad called him and was like, you're making a huge mistake. Like, I think you should really think about this. Like she's going to be an amazing wife. Like, so your, so your, so your cousin called it off too. Yes. Like years and years and years. Probably. Oh, okay. So like, he called, like he called me and he was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, I think everyone, when they initially met my ex knew it wasn't right. Yeah. I, I met the guy. Knew. I met the guy. Everyone knew it wasn't. Everyone I was kind of thrown off by the guy. I was the last to know. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm in no position to tell you who to date and who not to marry. So I'm like, all right. It's coming from you. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. here you everyone, go. Everyone knew. I know. So, so everyone knew. And I honestly, like, no shade to the guy. Love him. Want the best for him. That's fair. You don't love him, but yeah. We get that. We, I mean, we get what you're saying, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you're just trying to you're just trying to play the part of a nice, caring woman at the moment. So you break up with yeah. them. You go back home. You're back in Maui now. Oh no 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 no! So I move in with my sister. Oh okay. My half sister. She's like my saving grace. She's like, um, come to me. I will take care of you. Mind you, we had never really had a relationship before. Mm. Um, but she's like, she was like, I got you. Like, no questions. Okay, kind of brought you back you. to so life, huh? In- yeah, absolutely. It was so good to be. She's got three young kids. It was so good to be like distracted and with family. And um, it was, yeah, it was awesome. But so then um, because my dad had passed away, my sister and I wanted to do like a trip every year for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And his birthday is April 14th, which is dead smack of fucking spring break. So it's not very convenient. So we're like the first trip we should take is Maui, obviously. Um, and so I book a flight, but then my sister gets pregnant. So she can't come. Mm-hmm. So I go to Maui by myself and, um, and it's, I, I'm just partying with my friends and it's April 14th and I just wanted a beach day. Like I was just like, what would my dad want to do and beach? So I like do like, like brunch with my girlfriends and then we roll the beach. And by the time I'm at the beach, I am already fucking wasted. Like <laughs> I'm like two bottles of screwball deep. Like I just like wanted to forget who I was. It was yeah. the first birthday since he had passed. Well, your you know? dad, your morning, your dad's lost. Your morning, like me calling off a wedding. There's a lot of things happening was that kind of leads you to on. a bottle of, of screwball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm at the beach and like friends are rolling through and my girlfriend, Nicole, Big titty Nicole. Uh, I know Nicole. Nicole's a legend. Yeah, everyone does. Um, I was just like, I need to have sex. I I have to have sex with somebody while I'm on this fucking trip. Like, I'm going to go mad. <laughs> and so <laughs> Nicole's like, Nicole's like, oh my God, Peter, you have to meet Peter. And I'm like, cool, I don't give a fuck. Call Peter. So she's like texting Peter. And um, I don't know if she gives him my number or if he gives, I don't know what happens. I'm so fucked up. Nicole is texting Peter from my phone yes. for like the first 25 minutes. Like I am not there. And so it wasn't even until the next day that I look at my phone and I am cringing at this conversation. Oh yeah. She, oh no, she's... my ring light died. Oh no, we're good. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's like, I don't remember the conversation, but like her responses are things that I would never say. Oh, I'm sure. Ever. Ever. Um, and so it was so funny. But so anyway, like we meet up and it was just like spur of the moment. 
Um, and we go on this, or he had just got a puppy, um, which I, it's so funny. My dad was obsessed with Mastiffs growing up. Like he always wanted a Mastiff. Oh, what's going on? And of course, Peter has a Mastiff. He has a Mastiff fucking puppy. Okay. Are you fucking kidding me? You're like, this is meant to be type shit. So our first date is taking him to the vet. Um, and then we like are just up country and like hanging out or whatever and, um, find ourselves back in line. I slept at his place that night. And then pretty much for like the rest of my trip, I was with him. He even took me home, like, or took me to the airport. Love that. So you're, you're with Peter still now. And so what was it about Peter now? Obviously that day is come and gone, but like, what is it that you look like that is, makes you attracted? Not, not makes you attracted, but what does he? No, attracted like internally. Yeah. Like what, what is it that you were looking for in someone like, you don't, I mean, no, let's go. Yeah, it. like what? Um, so what when is you're it? With the wrong person, when you're with the wrong person for so long, you know exactly what you don't want, right? So you don't know what you want necessarily, but you know the fucking. I don't want controlling. The hard I don't nose. want this. Yeah. I don't want that. And so, so we met. You know, we did our thing, and then I left, and I was gone for six months, right? So we just spoke on the phone and texted and whatever. So we built like this amazing foundation, and and it wasn't even like romantic in the beginning. It was, like, very platonic, even though, obviously, we had, like, yeah. had our fun and, like, pulled around. So, like... Oh, we got that. We but got it was, that. like... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there was, like... It, it's more than just physical, yes. right? Like, so you did the physical, but then you also do the work and you... And, and it was it was a lot of, like... Because background on Peter, he was in a relationship for a very long time. He has two boys. Um, and, and, you know, you just kind of, like, go through the motions. Um so it was really important for us to like vocalize like exactly what we like wanted in relationships or like what had gone wrong or, you know what I mean? Like you just talk about everything. Yeah. Like I remember specifically talking about like, well, what do you do like in your day to day to like keep the relationship alive and keep it fun? Ooh, I like, like those you questions. Know what I mean? like, just like, yeah, we did like tons of like 21 questions or like, would you rather like all of these like kind of like nursery school, but like what you really learn about each other. Right. And, like, one thing that I learned with my ex is, like, we just did not have, like, the fundamentals. Like, the things that, like, really, like, create a solid foundation. Like, that didn't exist with us. Um, and I think... And so, for Peter, it was just... And, and for me, like, the emotional intelligence is really important, but it's vulnerability, right? Like, I am never going to be, like, put myself in a position where, with a man where, like, it's, like, they won't open up. Like emotions oh, man, that's tough. and feelings are like the sexiest thing. It's fucking hard for me too. I grew up with a single fucking dad where like you, I'm sorry, you're being sensitive right yeah. now. Like I get it, but like it is the sexiest thing. And like, there's nothing more satisfying than like getting to like the root of a problem and like together, right? Like, like Peter and I, we still have our issues. Like I have so much trauma and he has so much trauma like that sometimes like we take it out on each other, but then it's like to sit and like be like, okay, like I'm actually like thinking back to like what really is the problem. And then we like uncover it together. And like that to me, like, it's so cool to be in a relationship where you're like open and honest and like, yeah, I've, I haven't, I haven't had that to be honest. And I'm just like, cool to yeah. hear. And I haven't like dated really. I've been single for a minute. I'm okay with that. But like hearing that and like, that's what I want. But it's so weird these days for like, I mean, being in Charlotte, it happens so quickly and there's so much expectations for everything. Like going on a date, people are like, oh, we went on a date. Like we 
kind of, if we go on three dates, we're kind of seeing, we're seeing each other. It's like, we, like you said, you built the foundation. It's so hard to build that foundation. And like, I'm happy that you found someone. I love Peter too. So I'm happy you found someone that you did that with, because that's important. Cause like yeah. you said, with the, the yeah. other guy, it's like, you didn't build a foundation. So when shit hit the fan, you just tumble. I'm out. Yeah. I'm a runner. I'm a runner. Yeah. Like, um, but that's the thing is like, that's like the biggest, like we we're talking about like do's and don'ts of relationships and like the biggest don't like at this point in age, like we're fucking, like, we don't need to play games. We are like, grown. We are grown. We are like, we don't need to play games. Like, I just want to fuck you. That's it. I'm, I just want to have sex with you and I'm done. Or like we had a date and it was fun, but like, you know, I'm not really feeling it. Like I'm out. Yeah. Like, it's just like being, it's just being blatantly honest that like changes everything. Yeah. And I think and like when you have those first couple of dates, no matter what you're doing, if you're not laughing and having a good time and you're doing like the interview style shit out like in public, it's like, we're not doing this. Like I'm not 21. Yeah. I don't really, I care, but like, that's not what we're doing. Cause everyday life isn't me asking what do you, red or white? Like what yeah. kind of wine do you want? Exactly. Like, no, like how do you have fun? What are you passionate about? I want to get deep. I want to get deep. Yeah. Ooh, speak, speaking yeah. of deep. Got a little game for you. Okay. Got a little game here. <laughs> oh, I love a game. And that, that just came up perfectly right on the, the hour here. So <laughs> I got, so there's three levels. It's it's called, uh, it's a game I got. Shout out to um, how deep would you go or how deep will you go game I got here. Oh, sick. Um, it's a card that. game. So there's three levels to it. One level one's icebreaker, level two confessions, level three getting deep. Um. Where do you want to start? One, two, or three? I think we should. I think you gotta, you gotta like dig your way in. Yeah. Right? So we're gonna so start with level one icebreakers. You yeah. gotta pick A, B, or C. I got, I got three cards of each. So we're going, okay. we're gonna pick one A, B, or C. Let's go C because that's the cup I always wanted for my tits. <laughs> Girl math. <laughs> oh, well, this is kind of on the topic that we were just at. What do you find attractive in a person? The most attractive thing in a person is follow through. Elaborate. Say something and fucking do it. If you say you're going to do something, you doing that, I don't care how small or big it is, follow through is like the sexiest fucking thing. So like, like the, the, get like going, like picking you up for dinner or like, like anything. Anything. It could be like, uh, I just, yeah, when we get home tonight, like, I'm going to rub your feet. I'm going to run you a bath, like, blah, blah. Like, it, it could be like, or it could be like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to do the dishes. Like, if you say you're going to do something and then you do it, like, that's like, because if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, like, it's just like, mm. you're like, ah, uh, you know what I mean? Like, what else are you not going to do if you say? And it's, it's, it's so, it's, it's so easy not to do something, but it's just as easy to do something, right? That's true. So it's like, when you follow through, that is, that is the most attractive. I, I guess that is back to the good old saying, actions speak louder than words. Absolutely. Okay. Follow through, boys. Just follow through. Just hold it up there. Just hold it up there. <laughs> exactly. Kobe. Shout out to Kobe. It's, we're recording this on uh, co eight or what is it? Two, eight, 24. It's, co it's Kobe day. Oh, shit. It's fucking the oh. eighth, 2024. That's crazy. All right, A, B, or C. We got level two confessions here. All right, we'll go with my actual breast size, which is an A. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, wasn't my choice. <laughs> <laughs> when is the last time you cried and why? 
Oh God. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not like it, it was yesterday. I'm just trying to think of why. Um, <laughs> I cry a lot. I cry a lot. I probably cried today, like looking at Kaimani and my niece. Um, but um, no, it, I mean it's been a really rough couple of years. So I cry a lot. But I think I I had to make a reel today for work. Um, and it was it's the eighth of what month is it now? February. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, and so it's been six months since the fires in Lahaina. So I had to make a reel for work and I could not control myself. I um, went out for like the big paddle out on C Maui and um, had like a bunch of footage that I like never really looked at mm-hmm. since. Um, so I made like a, a little video just, you know, to like showcase them that, that had me in tears. Yeah. That, um, yeah. that'll do that it. Uh, yeah. That line of fire, I mean, obviously had an effect on a lot of people and I just don't, still can't wrap my head around it. And that was probably honestly one of the last times I cried with with six. I mean, I'm trying to think of a time in the last six months where I've had a hard time and I, I kind of just don't, not that I I block a lot of stuff out of like feelings and stuff. And maybe that's one of my downfalls. But when that fire happened, there was nights I was, I might've left some of the boys like voicemails crying. Like I was just like, what is going on, dude? Like that's home. Like I I still call that place home. Like I don't even live there, but yeah, the line of fire is heavy. Like I talked to, those boys are quite a bit, obviously still, man. I just can't wrap my head that it's even happened. And I can't imagine what people are going through still. And it's heavy topic. It's intense. It's yeah. very intense. It's intense. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Let's get, okay. A, B, yeah. Let's move past a, that. A, a, B, a, B or C. Well, we got to go B. B. We're going B now. Oh, those are wrong. Who is a stranger? Who is a stranger you will always remember? A stranger I will always remember. Is there a random guy you had a conversation with at a bus stop or a random old lady who gave you some advice? I'm trying to think right now. Um, I feel like I feel like I definitely have people that I've met in passing. That's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where I could what I would get off of that. What? Yeah. Who's a stranger you'll never you always remember? We can we pick a different one. Yeah. Okay. Who had the biggest who has had the biggest impact on your life and why? Oh, that would be my father for sure. Um my dad was just like What values did he instill like, in you that you carry with you? Family. It is it is your family and that is it. Oops, I just lost a headphone. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it won't stay in his ear. Um, yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was just, it was me, my dad, my sister, um, and, and his saying was like, I am because we are, my dad had like an amazing life. Wait, say it again. Say it again. I am because we are. And, um, and it was because like my dad, like was like this, like, um, sorry, I'm going to get to, um, but he was like this, like world traveler and like free spirit forever. And, um, and he had kids really late in life and, um, and he just like never gave a fuck. Like he just was like the epitome of like, 
like eternal love and like warmth um but also like such a prick and such a hard ass and like he just had like the perfect balance but um he just instilled like I mean well I see that like shining through on you too like (laughs) that's like for the time I've known you that's kind of been like what I would say who you have been and it's been cool like you saying that I didn't know that but it like it shines through you a lot and I'm sure he's super proud of who you are today and that there's like not enough like I can say about that. Like you think like, oh, am I doing it right? Am I doing right? Like by them who aren't. I always them. think I'm just. But it's like. I'm like, what would my dad do? He, and my dad would be like, fuck them. Yeah. Like he just wants you to live your <laughs> life. You? Yeah. He just wants you to live your life. And I'm happy that you're doing that. Like taking the risk and making the decisions that you have. Um, there's not a doubt that he's like. That's my girl. I think that's so. my girl. I think so. You know, and you've made a lot of hard decisions. You know, it's hard leaving somewhere, coming back, and making a life again in a whole new light. Because now you're in your thirties. Like, tech, I mean, you're a stepmom. I don't know if that's a title that you guys throw around, but looking out from the outside, you're like a stepmom. You're not twenty four years old running around Lahaina anymore. You're living up country. I think like you're you're yep. in a whole new world in the same space, and it's like it's really cool to see a different chapter of somebody. And like, I need to, I wish I saw more of it. Like if I was in, in Maui still, but it's cool to see and like catch up with you and like realize like how much you've grown over the last seven, eight years of knowing you. And it's a trip. Trust me. I'm like, this girl is out here doing shots (laughs) of tequila with me at fucking 3 AM. Like it's, Uh, and that was the tame. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a lot has changed and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself. I am. I'm, I'm really proud of myself. Do you, I think I've overcome a lot. And yeah. yeah. And then do you ever like, sometimes I think about it I'm like, man, back in my twenties, I was like doing this and doing that. And you're like, damn, I kind of, you, you feel like sometimes you're acting crazy, like acting out, but it's like, dude, we're in our twenties and we were living in Maui. We were having the time of our lives. I don't really try and hold <laughs> myself like, I'm not like embarrassed. Accountable yeah, or, not accountable. Or just like yeah. I don't feel bad about like who I was at 25 or 26 for a living. Because, dude, life was good. Life is good for one, but life was good. Like, yeah, there's and I don't, I don't think you. I, I, I hurt people. I definitely wasn't like the best person. Um, but I, I mean, in relationships, yeah. but like I think for the most part, like I have no regrets. Like that's the time to fuck up. That's the time to be selfish. That's yeah. like, that's what those are for. That's that. I don't think that I would be the person who I am today if I didn't go through every single one of those moments. And like, like I know that, like you said earlier, you learned from each of those moments throughout your life and you grew through that. And that you have to grow, you have to grow. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? Could you imagine if I was like, all right, peace, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go hit the town. Yeah, seriously. Like, no. Like, <laughs> I'm here in my fucking sweat outfit. I'm about to kill this all line and hug my niece to death. Yeah. Like, and that is bliss. It, that really is. No, I mean. Like the family thing too. Like now that I'm older, I'm cl- I'm closer to my family um, that are in Michigan. Yeah. Still miss the hell out of my nieces and nephews in Maui. But it's just, it's hard. Like, you just appreciate family so much more when you get older. Like I can't wait till I'm back up in Michigan, get to see the kids again. They were just down here in January, but they're like 12 and eight. Like they're like, grown. Oh my God. they're fucking human. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, wait a second. What'd you say? Like, I want to just, I told Peter, I want to be like two years old and just like 
hang yeah. out and chill. Yeah. <laughs> and I, need me. I know. I told Peter. I was like, I was like, I'm just letting you know I'm coming back like full baby fever. Oh. <laughs> like I am like, I am live right. I'm like, yeah. And he he's he's funny. He's like, oh, uh, fever you can't cure. Like so excited. <laughs> He's like, well, not here. You're not going to be carrying that here. Sorry. Oh, no, he knows. That was, that's one stipulation. I'm sorry. Like, I'm having a child. Are you? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Peter's going to be a 40-year-old dad, and he has to live with that. <laughs> hey. so what happens when you fall in love with someone nine years younger than you? Nothing wrong with it either. So. Nothing wrong with it. No. My dad was 42 when he had me. Oh really? Like, and I I plan on keeping Peter way healthier. Than my <laughs> so, uh, so hopefully we'll see. But yeah, no, I'm like my dad. Yeah, my dad was 40 when he had my sister, and 42 when he had me. And like, oh man, yeah, was, oh, I got plenty of time. Aside from him time. being diagnosed with cancer, oh yeah, you're chilling, bro. You can fucking have kids until you're 90. You could literally have kids in your fucking grave like, as long as you save your shit. Like you're fine. <laughs> Jake Bauer has another kid. He's been dead for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> this guy never wants to go away. Every every year on the hour. <laughs> what this guy do in his last eight years life? Masturbated a lot <laughs> into a cup. Brutal. That'd be like the worst nightmare. My friend's like, God, another one of Jake's oh kids just running around. <laughs> it's like you like save this shit. You're like. 2074. Yeah. Pop another one. Yeah. Out. Put this in an egg somewhere. This shit is never dying. <laughs> Until I have a, a boy. They're like a bunch of girls. I'm like, shit. Yeah. Ho- Are you going to have kids? Is that your, is that in your, that's, you want kids. I know you, you want. I kids. definitely want kids. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. You don't have a dating life really. What's that? You don't really have much. I don't. I really don't. I've been uh, very inside lately. Um, you also don't have much game, so that helps. That, <laughs> Help, helps you staying inside. Yes, not helps I really don't have much game. Oh, I really don't have much game. There's not a lot to me. Uh, I, I don't have the best pickup lines. I'm an average fucking looking dude. I'm another white guy with a beard with a gold chain, and here we are. It's like, <laughs> and then hopefully someone bites, you know. But I do need to get outside no, a little I, bit I, more. I am dating with intention now. Dating with intention has been one of my goals for the. uh, What does dating with intention mean to you? Dating with intention is like, I'm like I'm building a foundation, like not like, oh we're fucking getting. I'm not proposing to her first time meeting her parents. I'm like, there's like dating with intention and dating like to marry. Yeah, I'm dating dating with intention. To me, it's like, like really okay. Nah, just like. Or something bigger. Yeah, I just I don't want to go on fucking seven dates with you if we're just hit, hit you're hitting me up or I'm hitting you up at with the are you up text. Lonely. Yeah. I don't need a are you up text. I just want to like yeah. I want to be able to bring bring you around my friends because that's one of my big things. Like if I don't bring you around my friends, you gotta drive with the friends. Yeah, like if you're not if you don't ever meet my friends, that tells you where you're at. Yeah. Like which never gonna be more than what it is. So dating intentions like, hey, like if I'm vibing with you, I'm not just, I'm not 24 anymore. I'm not just out here running around doing whatever I want. Like I'm, I'm not wasting my time. I'm, time's ticking. Yeah, I'm yeah. not wasting my time. I'm trying to like, <laughs> my time's valuable. We don't have it back. And time is valuable. And I just don't want to waste my time on fucking 
80,000 dinner dates at a sushi spot in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Sounds terrible. I will say, no, oh, it's honest. It's honest. I can't believe you said I, I don't have any honest. game. That's crazy. I can't believe you're just calling me out. I, well, I had to get, get done with my rant. <laughs> um, but that's, that's like the biggest thing, obviously. It's the honesty thing. But, oh, fuck, now you, I sidetracked. I had something really good. The honesty about what I want, my intentions. No, that. But um, no, I lost. Not to go on eighty-five sushi dates in Charlotte, North Carolina. I mean, if you want to, yeah, it's expensive. Um, it's, it's. I was like, a sushi good in? It's all right. In it's all right. That's, that that was the joke. I'm like, oh, fucking mercury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eating thirteen pounds of poke a day. No, I, I lost my train of thought. It's all good. I'm going to pee my pants also. Okay, let's... Uh, I've been chugging wine. Well, let's wrap it. I mean, I could take a pee break all right, if take, you want. Take a pee break and okay. then we'll wrap it up so it's not okay. weird. Women at time. Women at time. All right. Well, before we before we wrap this up, is there anything like you would say to you? Like what advice would you give to your 22-year-old self? My advice to my 22-year-old self is like do everything for you. Flirt with life, flirt with boys, flirt with experiences, but don't tie yourself down. Like, live your fucking life. Do what you want to do and do it 100%. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Live it with no regrets. I mean, obviously, keep that. No, no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no regrets. Tattoo on my chest that says it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree. And it's kind of you don't have to live with the end in mind, but sometimes you should think about it, but don't do the whole YOLO thing sometimes and do something stupid. Do it with respect. Have some like fun, but don't like, Oh yeah. Always respect yourself, but like live your life. It's your, you only get one. If there was one thing I could have like done differently, like I would have never been in a serious relationship in my twenties ever. I would have never been in a serious fucking relationship in my twenties. I love that. That's it. That's what I would say. So it's yeah. it's crazy. I'm actually a time traveler. I've done this podcast before, and I took your advice. And I was like, "No, yeah, okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be in a relationship in my 20s." And then here we are. Look at me now. <laughs> this is what you get. Flourishing, <laughs> flourishing, flourishing. Well, I appreciate you, Joe. Uh, thanks for sharing your story. And um, maybe next time at the al- next time at the altar, don't run away. Yeah, no, this one's a keeper. <laughs> Perfect. For sure. All right. All right. Love you, dude. I love you too, though.